Here come the voodoo. Listening to Voodoo Shuffle. I'm your host Nick, and this is a podcast about games for gamers. So, rather than go into an intro episode that's kind of boring and uh, talk about myself, um, I just want to jump right into the topics. And the first topic I want to talk about for this episode is real-time strategy games versus multiplayer online battle arena games. Um, these are two of my favorite genres. And I kind of want to talk about them, compare them, almost like a versus match. Though, I don't really, um, I mean, I do have a preference of one of the genres over the other. Um, But I like both gameplay styles. And I figure they're similar enough that a comparison makes some sense. Um, So let's get right into it. Uh, Real-time strategy games started out uh, mostly on the PC uh, with Dune... Uh, Command and Conquer, later on Warcraft and Age of Empires. So these are games that have a uh, a top-down perspective, and they really utilize the mouse and keyboard. And I remember growing up in the '90s, my first real-time strategy game was Age of Empires. I had a demo, and I played it to death. And um, it was just this one level over and over again where you were being like destroyed either by like I forget the Carthaginians or the Romans. But, um, yeah, uh, I played that to death, tried to survive. I wasn't very good at that point. But over the years, um, I got Age of Empires 2, and that really took off for me. Uh, I had LAN parties with my friends and family. Uh, to this day, we still play Age of Empires 2 HD Edition on Steam. But, um, you know, the rest of the world really took off with StarCraft. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But... Starcraft exploded, especially in Korea, where it created an esports scene where there were all these viewers and sponsors and it, like an actual professional sports uh, league. Um, and over the years, RTS games, real time strategy, really garnered a large following. They're a great uh, viewer spectator sport, but Lately, ever since 2009 with the launch of League of Legends, and we'll get into this a little bit later, um, the genre almost got replaced with MOBAs, or Multiplayer Online Battle Arenas. Now, the title itself doesn't really describe what it is, uh, so some people actually prefer the term action real-time strategy. It's kind of a mouthful, but it makes a little more sense because it's it's less strategic than regular real-time strategy games, but... um. Before we get all tied into that, let's let's actually define what even strategy is. So, um, strategy games are essentially games that are pretty much the video game heir to chess or other board games. Think Risk, um, and they were transposed into the 
uh, PC world with games like Civilization um, and even SimCity. Basically, it's like a turn-based game, originally, where you'd have to plan out allocation of resources or where to put units on a map. Like pawns or pieces on a board. And then later on, this evolved into more of an action-oriented kind of thing with the real-time strategy genre. So what set this apart is that rather than take turns like a board game, all the action took place immediately at the same time. So let's say you had, um, you know, a ch- it's equivalent to like a chess match where both players are both moving their pieces across the board at the same time. Um, this basically put a element of time as an invisible resource to be allocated. So now the player has to not only allocate resources, but also allocate time as to where they put their information. So um, I'm going to use Age of Empires as an example. In Age of Empires, you take place as almost omniscient deity, if you will, from a top-down perspective, seeing your whole village, and you start out with just the basics, a few villagers at your command, and uh, a town center. And from there, you have to basically create more villagers, start building some buildings. To some of you listening, you're going to know already what I'm talking about. Maybe other people aren't familiar. That's why I'm going into uh, the basics here. But basically, with the clicking of the mouse, you point and click where you want these units to go, and then they do it. So in Age of Empires, you have to collect resources, wood, food, rock, and gold. And everything that you get after that, your military units, your ships, your economic units, like farms, they all cost something. They cost some of those resources. So basically how real-time strategy games evolved is the first part of the of the game is about uh, build orders. You, you, you build your units as quick as possible and as most efficient as possible because in the beginning you're starved for resources. And then you go to the second part of the, of the match, and this varies between games, obviously, but um, this is about typically where harassment of your opponent will be. But usually late game is where a lot of the, what they call micromanagement happens, where you're going to really forget about, not forget, but put less of a focus on your economic side of your base, your base building part. You've pretty much expanded, now you're ready to take out your enemy. And now you're going to focus on your military units, and you send them after your enemy, and that's where the game evolves into a micromanaging thing, where it's almost a very action-oriented, you know, reflex-based uh, multitasking kind of game. So that's real-time strategy. Now, what happened is we had a lot of great games in this genre. That's why uh, it, it became one of my favorites. It's great for uh, many player matches, eight players, land party. If you haven't done it, you're missing out. But essentially, um, because the genre has taken so many different routes between different games... Um, basically, I like to define real-time strategy as action happening real-time. There's a base-building element. There's resource collection and an economic part of the game. And therefore, there's more strategy. Not only are you fighting your opponent, but you're also trying to starve out your opponent, maybe by eating up the resources before they can, that kind of thing. So, StarCraft happened, <laughs> and that's the real-time strategy game that everyone uh, knows about. It, uh, the reason why is because it's made by a company named Blizzard, and they're they're really well known for perfecting the genres. They may not be the most creative company, but they perfect the games they make. So you had StarCraft, and people played the hell out of that, and they still do. And 
Blizzard followed it up with uh, Warcraft 3, which is the third in their Warcraft series. They had some Warcraft games before StarCraft, but um, Warcraft 3 was interesting because they took a different route with it. So they started implementing RPG elements in it. And I am leading to, to MOBAs, don't worry, this is part of it. So in Warcraft 3, not only did you have everything I mentioned about RTS games like Age of Empires and StarCraft before that, but now you had hero units, these units that were, you only could have one of them, and they hit harder or they took more hits than the typical unit, the typical swords that you might create in a barracks, for example. And the way it worked is you can go across the map and you can level these hero units up and find gear for them by uh, destroying uh, like minion camps uh, that are strewn across the map. And so the game had this twist of RPG elements. Now, everyone's probably heard of World of Warcraft at this point and how they created an MMORPG out of it. And if you go back and play Warcraft 3, you could definitely see where they were going with this RPG element. But that's a story for a different day. What's important, though, is the community. So Blizzard created, like many RTSs, like like Age of Empires, a map editor. But Warcraft 3 and StarCraft's map editors were amazing. Uh they were just as good as some legitimate programming tools that uh, game developers would use. So there's a map called Defense of the Ancients that was created. And this is what created MOBAs right under Blizzard's nose. This is a custom map that got so popular um, that modders decided to create their own game out of it. And the first one that everyone kind of talks about, the one that really was successful, was League of Legends. The characters are even based on some of the Warcraft characters that were part of the uh, Defense of the Ancients map, or abbreviated as Dota. So, yeah, uh, the map now becomes you're using one hero unit. That's all you control per person. It's usually a team, you know, of of, of five, uh, you know, or or it varies between different MOBAs. But um, basically what you do is, is, like in League of Legends, you buy items... And you level up your hero unit, and you go fight minions, and you try to destroy the other team's base. Now, there's no base building. The base is already there from the map's start. There's no controlling the minion units. They're already, they're, they're already uh, automated, so they're spawning constantly. So all you got to do is really protect them. And all you're doing, essentially, is pushing with your minions into the other person's fort to destroy their core, and that's it. Now, it sounds simple, but it's not. There's a lot of depth to this gameplay style. It's broken down typically to three lanes, though, again, this varies between different MOBAs. So, essentially, what MOBAs did is they made the whole genre of strategy, uh, some would say watered down, but I would say easier to play for casual people to get into because you're only using one unit. There's no resource management. There's no economy play. You don't control huge armies and attack each other. Uh, you're just one hero unit that you level up. And... Because of this, matches tend to be shorter than RTS game matches and is more of a team element. And so it really encouraged social online play. So League of Legends took off and then it was followed by uh, competitors. Uh, Valve created Dota 2 after a lawsuit and some craziness. They got the name Dota. And Blizzard finally followed with Heroes of the Storm, which changed the gameplay style again. And uh, yeah, that's 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 MOBAs. Um so, out of the two genres, right now, well, right now, as in always, I've always preferred RTS games. Um, I think there's a, a, a deeper, 
level of strategy, and I think that because of the gameplay elements, it encourages a better community. Because the big complaint about MOBAs, especially League of Legends and Dota 2, is its uh, its community can be hostile, <laughs> uh, salty. And I think it's because you, the, the condition of you winning is very dependent on your team. So if you're paired up with somebody who is asleep at the keyboard, if you will, and playing very poorly... It could drag you down and therefore make you lose the match at no fault of your own. Now, in RTS games, usually it's a one-on-one. There's no other teammates. It's one person's base on army versus another person's base on army. And basically, if you lose, well, you should have seen that coming. It's completely your fault that you were outplayed. Now, you know, this is a very, you know, easy look at it. Obviously, there's some cheese tactics in StarCraft 2. But, um... The games can get more complex on RTS games because there's so much going on. And therefore, when you do win, I think it's more rewarding. Now, because it is just you at the condition of you winning and losing, the community that I've encountered, at least in StarCraft 2 and Age of Empires 2, has been uh, much more friendly than MOBAs. So I think it's just because of the nature of the game, essentially. Um, Now, on the flip side, getting into an RTS game is almost impossible if you have no concept of it. You know, I pretty much grew up playing... Age of Empires, so moving over, and what I'm currently playing is StarCraft 2, and I'm really into that, and I watch the uh, eSports, and maybe I'll do an episode of that in the future. But um, it's really hard to teach somebody who doesn't know anything about strategy games the basics of real-time strategy games. And the downside of, uh, of this is that even when you lose in League of Legends, for example, or other MOBAs, you still gain experience. And the way that MOBAs work is that they operate mostly in a free-to-play model, uh, and the only thing they charge you for are heroes. So you buy the individual heroes, or you can earn them by grinding, and so you can earn XP, whether or not you lose or win in a match. In an RTS game, there's really no reward for losing. You know, StarCraft II and some other uh, you know contemporary RTSs have tried to remedy this, but it's not that kind of a game. It's a very black or white, win or lose situation. And when you lose, yeah, I mean, it, it can feel pretty terrible. Now, personally, I don't mind because I know that if I'm losing, it's because I didn't do as good as the other guy. And for some reason, I can handle that as a losing condition better than my team arguing in the chat. This happened to me the other day with my friend. We were playing League of Legends and the chat, the, the, the our team in the chat was just arguing with each other the whole time to the point where I was amazed that they can't even move around for how much they were typing. And we lost. And we probably could have won if we would have focused, but we couldn't. So it all depends. You know, uh, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, which one do I recommend? Oh, the two popular ones, of course, in the, in the esports scene and played, I would say is probably, in, in both genres I'm talking about, would be StarCraft Two. no contest, hands down. The top RTS game. In fact, some people have called it the RTS killer. It is the RTS game to end RTSs. Uh, it is perfect. I love the campaign. And I love uh, the multiplayer. I love watching the esports because it's intense. Um, watching MOBAs isn't as rewarding, but I'll get to that in a moment for me. Now, in terms of MOBAs, the top one is, of course, League of Legends with Dota 2 right behind it. Um, 
some some say that Dota 2 is uh, more hardcore, and I would definitely agree with that because uh, I can't play Dota 2. <laughs> Maybe we're just not that good at MOBAs, um, so I, you know I'm, I'm I'm unashamed of that. You know I'm I play League very casually, and I play a lot of Heroes of the Storm, so that probably tells you all you need to know. Because um, you know for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Heroes of the Storm is considered the more casual of of the bunch, but I don't care. Um. But I definitely like to play a, a lot of of, art, of uh, StarCraft II. Um, some other popular RTS games would be, uh, unbelievably, uh, Age of Empires II. That's still getting expansions to this day. Which is uh, very interesting to me. Um, and I still love it. You know, the HD edition is great. The new one just came out, Definitive Edition. And, um, you know, it's okay. They, they could have updated that more. Um Oh well, you know it, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's a nice uh, you know turn about the clock kind of thing. Um, Company Heroes is another great RTS game. Warcraft Three, of course, always good. Uh, you know, an interesting one actually is Off World Trading Company. So this one is a RTS game with no combat. This is a game where you're basically a corporation that moved to Mars, and you have to basically expand economically and buy out the shares of your opposing corporation, and that's how you win. That's that's, and that was actually really... That's a really cool game. I like that one. Um, on the flip side, in MOBAs, Heroes of the Storm is doing something very different where they took item buying out of the game and individual earning of XP. So what that means is that uh, everyone levels up at the same time regardless of what you're doing. Um, there are pros and cons to this, obviously. The pros, I would say, is, is that I think it encourages your team to work more as a team rather than going for glory kills. Um, so let's say I want to push a lane where there's bots or, or, uh, opposing players. I can not to worry about, you know, my other teammates who may not be doing that. And they don't have to worry about falling behind. And there's less going back to the, to the, uh, your core to buy items. Cause there are, there are no items in here's the storm. Um, but here's the storm is much more action packed. It's a much more faster paced game. League of legends, I feel is actually, you know, kind of relaxing, uh, but League is really good. I, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, Smite is another MOBA that's very popular. Uh, not as popular as Dota 2 or League, obviously. But Smite is doing something a little bit different. It is a third-person MOBA featuring mythological characters. So you got like Ra and Medusa. Uh, and they're all duking it out. And there's different kind of gameplay modes and different kind of maps. Uh, it's fun. You know, it's actually very console-friendly. Um so that's cool. So I'm starting to lose track of my points here. Getting back to an earlier point I alluded to would be the esports side of things. So I love esports. I'm just getting really getting into it now, so I'm not an expert by any means. But um, I watch Overwatch. I may do an episode about that later on, but I'm, I'm not as good at Overwatch. I'll, I'll bring someone on um, to talk to me about that. But um, I really like watching StarCraft II esports. It's declining now. I, I miss kind of its heyday, but uh, I'm a big Maru fan. And it's it's really engaging, especially if you can follow it, because there's so much going on. The difference between winning and losing could be, you know, that one extra base with the minerals that you're gathering versus the other guy. Or it could be just one mess up with your micromanagement on, on that one battle in the middle of the map. You just happen to click wrong or, or miss something. Uh, I saw I saw somebody win, uh, lose a match once because they forgot to close uh, the door to their base, and so Zergs rushed in and destroyed their the, the base before they could even do anything. Shut them down completely. Shut his production down. 
So, you know, there's so much speculation going on with that. You can you can have fun just kind of talking with your friends about, you know, what you think is going to happen here, especially what's going on. Uh, you know, you got your nice moments of, of slow pace versus building action, and then you have that real climax and, and fast-paced action at the end. MOBAs, to me, are a little too chaotic to watch um, because you really can't see the abilities that the characters have or the items that they purchase because they do everything so fast because you have to. Um, it's very difficult to kind of speculate as to what could happen next. It doesn't have that rising action. You kind of dive right into it. I mean, it leagues a little better because you have that building of, of uh, farming the lanes in, in, in the first phase. Um, and, and it does have that climax at the end with the last phase. But because there's so many players to watch and, and you kind of have to bounce over the map, it causes a very fast-paced yet chaotic game. And for some people, I'm sure that's very popular to watch. It is, or was anyway, I think at the, currently, the top game streamed on Twitch, the game streaming service. So, obviously, I'm missing something. So, um, you know, anybody wants to change your mind about that, uh, you know, send me your thoughts. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to wrap this up because we're starting to go a little long with this episode. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to come back to strategy games in the future. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to have guests in the show uh, in case I'm not strong on certain genres and I really want to, you know, get someone's expert opinion. Um, and I'm trying something new. So, uh, send me your thoughts. Uh, share this episode. Um, you know, tell me if I'm if I'm full of it. Tell me tell me if you agree. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to Davudu Shuffle. I am Nick, and we'll see you next time.